Hello, my social angels, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Social Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Alina Villaneda, and today's episode is going to be me giving advice and feedback to stories and questions that some of my listeners sent in, as well as some common situations you might find yourself in high school or college as it comes to a start. As I've stated before in my podcast, I am not a professional in these fields, but I do have a lot of experience when it comes to situations like these as I navigated my way through school over the years. I also did a bit of research to make sure my answers are coming from a smart and general place for you guys. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. For the first story today, we're jumping right into relationship advice. I came across this exact situation through my friends who were in relationships multiple times, so I feel that it's the perfect situation to talk about today, especially since we never really talked about dating on here on the podcast. So she wrote, I found my boyfriend on a dating app through someone else's dating profile. We've been dating for a year. When I saw the profile, I was shocked and I felt like a complete fool. Eventually, I confronted him about it and he said that he had just completely forgot to delete the app and not to worry. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I have had trust issues ever since. What is the likelihood that a man forgets to delete a dating app on his phone? Any advice would be appreciated. I still love him, it's just that I don't want to look like a fool. So, communication is key in a relationship, so the fact that you were able to reach out to him and ask about it versus going off emotional instinct and breaking it off or pretending not to see it was great. And if you personally get into a situation like this, that's the thing to do, to ask and talk about it. I think if you've been dating this person for a long time now, you'd understand a bit of his communication skills and habits, especially if he's lying or acting out of proportion over the dating app. So also looking into those cues is important too. As for the situation, he said he forgot to delete the app. As someone who's as friends with cheating boyfriends before, this is almost always the excuse. Not sometimes, but always. I personally think he's lying about forgetting because of these reasons. As someone who's had her time with dating apps, I have a basic knowledge for them. The three most popular apps only show your profile to others depending on how active you are. I would stay off of the app all the time just to end up deleting it because of the constant notifications going off at all hours. And these weren't even messages from people. They were notifications that the app sends off about someone likes you, choose the gold package today, and things like that. So unless he had his notifications off for the app itself, which is even more questionable, He wouldn't just forget to delete the app, for there's a constant reminder that the app is still there. Therefore, I think he's lying. As she states at the end of her story, she says, I still love him, it's just I don't want to look like a fool. I'm sorry, but he thinks that he's playing you with the same response that every other man gives their significant other when they find Tinder on their phone. So, she can choose to forgive him and give him the benefit of the doubt, and find other rocks like these down the road, or she could find the strength to leave him before it's too late. I always like to say people will leave those types of situations and relationships when they're ready, so it's truly not my place to say what she or anyone in this situation needs to do, for they go at their own pace, just as anyone does. So if you've gone through or are going through something like this, give us your feedback or questions sometime on the Instagram page to see what you think. So, on to the next situation. I know I need to get over myself, trust me, but I'm just venting and trying to be honest, hoping maybe some others are going through this as well. I feel like I have a pretty unique style, I'm really into fashion, and there are people in my life who will exclaim, I love your blank, where did you get it? And I will tell them. 
and then I'll see them with the same item or a similar one a week later. This literally happens all the time. I got this really amazing pair of velvet pants recently and they are so different looking. My coworker asked me and I told her and now I just showed up to work and she's wearing those exact pants in a different color. I just feel like I put so much love and energy into curating things and then when someone else takes it, I feel really sad. It makes me not even want that thing anymore. Sorry if I sound like a total a-hole or dramatic. I've just felt this way for a really long time. Trust me, you are not the only one. I feel that as artists, it hits 10 times harder for us because we took so much energy into it, just like they stated. I read a quote somewhere that said, as a teenager, you're always looking for things that represent you. And when those things are copied and taken from us, it really hurts because that was us and holds a part of us. Especially as artists, when you took the time to source that outfit and took the time to paint that art piece, it holds a piece of you. It's still hard for me to manage those emotions myself when I see others copying my editing style or even my username, and we're allowed to feel upset about those things, but they do say imitation is the best form of flattery, and as artists, we took the time to craft what we made, and we understand the passion and time it took to. So if these people just come up and copy exactly what we did, it's never going to be the same unless we did it. They won't have the same passion and vision as we did because that's something that they can't copy. I think once you understand the aspect of it, you won't feel bad about being dramatic or holding back your answers when these people ask because no matter how hard they try, you did it first, you found it first, you understand how to style or make it, and then you apply your passion and love for it. That's not something they can copy. Another point that I wanted to make was that some people have no sense of themselves or what they want to do. So when they see someone that's so inspired and passionate about what they're doing, they want to jump on that right away. Most of the time, they're lost, and when someone is lost, you follow the person who seems confident in the way they're going. So you're allowed to feel annoyed because I know I get that way sometimes too, but just reminding yourself all those things after being in those situations again and again, it will become easier to cope with and truly sets you beyond the situation. I hope that was easy for others to understand. Now, let's get into another situation today, specifically about friendships. I have a best friend and I love her so much, but her being friends with me has caused her a lot of problems from our old friend group. A lot of people there don't like me. I've done some things. It was a group full of toxic people along with me and I've admitted my mistakes to her and she stuck by my side the whole time and I don't know where I'd be without her. But people are getting mad at her for hanging out with me. The latest being the weekend of her graduation party. She spent the Friday with me while she was in town, and we decided that she spend the night at my house because the next day she had to pick up her sister, so it was more convenient for her to stay in town, but she had to miss two other graduation parties. And those people are putting the whole blame on me, saying that she's always with me, when in reality, we've only been able to hang out a total of five times in the span of six to seven months since I've moved. So, I'm just worried that these people will start mistreating her because she's my friend. I don't know what to do. I want advice, but I also don't want to burden her with my worries. First of all, I'm sorry that you're going through this as well as your friend. As someone who's dealt with high school drama, I feel like we all have at this point. It's never going to be easy if you're on the bad side of people, but trust me when I tell you, nothing's ever going to change your views on you, and it's rare when people like that do. Friends, in quotation marks, that put the automatic blame on someone or go to extremes about the situation goes to show that they aren't really friends at all. If I've learned anything this past year, it's definitely been the fact that those small red flags and friends will become very big and affect you in the long run. The way they react to those situations says a lot about them. 
Something like this can only continue and worsen between that friend group and your friend, and with the graduation and summer coming up, I think it would be way easier for your friend to distance herself from them. They will definitely think it's because of you, but let them think what they want to because they already think that, and they will continue to see things from their rose-colored glasses. Losing multiple friends that hate on others and then go out of their way to mistreat you is okay. Their even truer colors will show in the fallout. So just truly be careful with the people you surround yourself with and understand that it's not going to be easy to take yourself out of those situations, but you will find the right friends who won't mistreat you in the long run. I do plan on creating an episode specifically for friendships and roommates, so if you guys want to check that out, just stay tuned on the socials. So now let's get into our last and final situation for the episode. I am 18 and got a tattoo a couple of days ago. My mom tracked me on Live360 and saw that I was at a tattoo parlor for a hot minute. I was with my other friends and they both went before me. My mom texts me and asks me if I'm getting a tattoo and I say no. However, I did get a tattoo because I wanted another one. When I got home, she asked me again if I got a tattoo and I played it off and jokingly said yes and showed her my lip pretending I got a lip tattoo. She laughed for a minute and then got really serious and asked if I got one. I told her no again. The thing is that the tattoo is a decent sized one that takes up basically my whole upper arm. It's not ugly and it was done by a professional. I've been hiding for as long as I can but I know eventually she'll find it especially since it's summertime. I feel bad I lied but I panicked. I know either way she should be mad but it's my body and I'm an adult. I have a great relationship with my mom. I'm just hard headed and I do what I want if it's not dangerous to me or others. I love and respect her but I really need her to realize that I'm my own person especially since I make my own money and pay my own bills. I think being honest is the best way to go in this situation, and I think that you know too. You could choose to follow up this lie with another lie, but if you don't want to continue hurting your mother, especially if you already have a good relationship with her and truly feel bad about it, then it's just best to be honest. Lying never took us out of any bad situation. From the situation you gave me, she doesn't sound very controlling, just more concerned, especially since you already have previous tattoos. And since we are technically adults, We are still so young, and we can't really argue with the people who've been on this earth way longer than us. I am not the same person I was last year, and I'm only 19, so even though it may seem like we can't ever get a break from our parents, they truly just want the best for us and sometimes just want to know the things going on in our lives. Maybe this could be the first stepping stone to an even better and stronger relationship with your mom, so my advice is to sit her down and be honest. Even if she gets upset, she won't be forever, and I'm sure deep down she'll be super glad that you told her the truth versus her finding out and everything will be alright. Thank you guys so much for sharing your stories with me. I know it's not easy to open up, but I hope you guys gain some insight in my perspective of things and hope that these worries are free from your mind soon. As teenagers and students, we are constantly on a roller coaster with so many things happening in our lives, but by learning how to overcome them the best way possible, we can become the best version of ourselves and help others too. To close us off today, we have a quote as always. E.E. Cummings once said, It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. Thank you guys so much for listening to the ninth episode of the Social Angel Podcast. If you like the podcast, feel free to follow our Instagram along with Meredith College Student Media Socials to stay updated and know when new episodes come out. If you'd like to get to know me a little more or have any questions, you can also follow me on my personal socials at Eileen Lisette or my photography page at Shop Eileena. Well, that's all I have for you this episode. I hope you have an amazing day. And as always, I'll see you angels later.